I use a thick density foam roller on my back, but have to use a softer density on my tight outer thighs. A thick density foam roller doesn't work on an excessively tight area since the muscle won't relax. You may feel an immediate difference after your first use, and with consistent use of the foam roller, you may help relieve problematic areas and eliminate chronic adhesions. Prioritize your time on problem areas, and then focus on other areas you plan to work during your exercise routine or sporting activity. Evidence has shown foam rolling is best used after any exercise routine or activity for its benefits. In March 2001, the National Strength and Conditioning Association conducted three studies on the effects of foam rolling on performance, recovery, range of motion, and blood flow. The first test was on the impact of foam rolling on performance and recovery. Surprisingly, the study showed foam rolling had no impact on performance when done before an exercise. However, the test proved fatigue and recovery were improved by using a foam roller after exercise. The second test showed foam rolling improved joint range of motion, while no adverse effects occurred in muscle performance. A huge reason why I include foam rolling as a component in flexibility training is because this study indicated that foam rolling improves flexibility and mobility. The last study showed that foam rolling improved blood circulation throughout the body. Even though prior research showed no improvement in performance using SMR before a workout, this study proved that foam rolling could still prepare and warm up the body. I recommend using foam rolling before a workout session for the body to fully warm up and to loosen up any knots that inhibit a deeper squat. However, there are going to be some health conditions and populations that should not use foam rolling. Foam rolling should never be used if you have osteoarthritis, osteoporosis, blood pressure issues, or are on any blood thinner medications. Due to the positioning requirements, avoid foam rolling if you have any back problems or prior injuries. If you have difficulty supporting your body weight with your arms or legs, you may find this activity to be too strenuous and should seek advice from your doctor or an experienced physical therapist. Foam rolling tips and tricks. You can get caught up in trying to do an exercise that you just may forget to breathe. Focus on breathing naturally when using the foam roller. Foam rolling can be physically demanding, so it will take practice and patience, and most importantly, breathing. Foam roller placement requires some trial and error. If you feel nothing, then you may have to adjust the placement. When you get some discomfort, then you may have hit the right area. Try to roll carefully and ease your weight over the tight area. A variety of foam rollers are available online and in stores. Start with a medium-density foam roller. Once you master using it, graduate to a thicker density. Avoid the fancy foam rollers with the ridges, bumps, and extra bells and whistles. Those are neat, but not entirely necessary if you are new to foam rolling. Now, this book only contains a snapshot of how to use a foam roller. 
All you need to address are the commonly tied areas that inhibit your ability to fully squat. The commonly problematic areas include the glutes, IT bands, outer calves. Roll those areas before a workout to get the most from your exercises. Foam Roller Hamstring Sit on the floor and place the foam roller under the middle of your hamstrings. Put your hands on the ground behind you to support your weight. Roll up and down the back of your thighs, between your butt and above your knee. Foam Roller Single Hamstring Sit on the floor and place the foam roller under the middle of your thigh. Bend the other knee and put your foot flat on the floor. Use your hands behind you to support your weight. Roll up and down your hamstrings, between your butt and above your knee. Foam roll each side equally.